This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was the Wu-Tang Clan. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, it is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 145. 145, Bill. Creeping. 145. Did you ever own a Michael Jordan 45 jersey? No. You never even wanted. It's sacrilege. Tough. It's like I'm not going to own a Wizards Jordan jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to own a 45 Jordan jersey. Yes. The only off-numbered jersey that I have that is Michael Jordan's is the USA jersey. Nine. Yep. Number nine. Yeah. Yes. Which is fun. One of my cool, one of my favorite, like, cool NBA guy things that some players do is they have different practice jersey numbers than their game jersey, which I just think is floss. Really? LeBron, if you ever see him like in his like practice jersey, he's even on the Lakers, his practice jersey number is six. His really? game jersey number is 20. I just think that is like something feels so luxurious about that. He was six before 23. He, Correct. In uh, Miami, he was six. In my in in Cleveland, one point oh, he was twenty three. He yes. went to Miami, he became six. six. Now he's back, back to twenty three. Yeah. On the Lakers, he's twenty three. Correct. At Lakers practice, he's six. Love. That. I just like that. Sure. I just like. It's like you don't know me. Like I'm unpredictable. <laughs> like I'm not just one thing. <laughs> in LeBron James' case, I think we do know him. We do know him. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think he's one of the few people on earth who has lost the right to say you don't. You don't know, know me. me. No, we all know you. Turns well. out you are omnipresent. Full well. We all know LeBron. Yes, James. Yes. Um, it is episode 145. Yes. Last week we talked about public transportation. It was a really great chat. Yeah. I love that talk. Yeah, there was some yeah. good music on that too. Most Def and Jackson Brown? That's right. <laughs> Most Def <That's> and Jackson. Right. <laughs> you know, we talk about like uh, well, if we can't find a song online, we put in banana phones. Banana phones are default. We might need to come up with another kind of like a safety net catch all yeah. for when we make another mistake. Yes. So the Jackson Brown song is lovely. No one is denying that it's lovely. Hashtag no complaints. But <laughs> hashtag single complaint. Oh, no. The runtime on that song, 907. Nine. The show is 45. Nine. The podcast is 45. <laughs> Jackson. You're asking one fifth of the podcast just to go on a ride with Jackson and the band for Jackson. the loadout? 907. Jackson. Can you cut that in half, Jackson? The 07 is gratuitous. <laughs> We're already at nine. You really need to let this bleed out? That is so funny. Clip that thing. That's hilarious. So that's not a pop song. No, that's not a pop song. That is not a pop song. So I had to find in the edit, I had to get creative with just like, (laughs) all right, where does this song start? Because it's like a storytelling song. (laughs) Once again, this is Jackson Brown, The Loadout. Great song. Great song. Long song. Great song. Long song. It's hard to like start a story halfway through. (laughs) And I had to just pick the spot where I was like, all right, he's kind of like introducing the band right now. Like, I'm sure people don't care about like the train that got yeah. them to the venue. I'll just start at like the intro of the band. I love that you, Billy, are in the position of editing some of the greatest musical works. You're to- just like, this is good, Jackson. I'm going to have to take a little We're bit. We're just going to need to <laughs> nip and tuck Do a little mind bit. if I just is clean okay? it up a little bit to make it right for us? I just love when I was in acting school and we would do Shakespeare plays. And the director, just like some like Rush. 20-year-old director, would be like, well, not this doesn't work. Too Sla- long. Cutting it. it. Slash it. I was like, oh, you 29-year-old are just going to cut Shakespeare. Bill <laughs> Shakespeare. Different time. Different time. He didn't Ver- get audience short attention span. Wordy. That he didn't get that wordy. wordy too wordy keep it brief 
Keep it brief, Shakespeare. It's so funny. I'm Jared. I'm a sophomore at NYU. Keep so, it brief. Shut it. There's going a little long here, Shakes. Can we tighten it up, a Bill? Long here. Can we tighten it up, Bill? Exactly. So yeah. So thank you for being a musical editor. That song was nine minutes long. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Yes. Long. And I've since listened to that Most Def song just on repeat, just because I was reminded of how good it was. Yeah, that feels Woo. good. When that song comes out, it feels good. Wow. And both songs are about uh, telling a loved one, "I've got to go out I on the road go. again. This is where I belong. This yeah. is where I'm happiest yeah, really on the road." Yeah. So public yes. transportation. That was last. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Most Def, uh, one of the titans of New York rap. Mm. Uh, and today we will be talking about a whole nother collective, a clique of New York rap titans. Right. Uh, one of our favorite, I can speak for myself, maybe my favorite musical outfit. Right. Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. The Wu-Tang. The Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, white boys love the Wu-Tang Clan. Let's, yes. get, let's get ahead of it. Would... We, ha- we had to do that with the Beyonce episode, too. I was like, listen, we're going to be two white boys oh, talking about yes. Beyonce. Yes. But full disclaimer – all white boys love her, too. Yes. And we yeah. are them. And they produce things that get us hyped. Yes. Boys of all colors love Beyonce. And frankly, boys and girls of all colors love the Wu-Tang Clan. Right. As Wu-Tang says, Wu-Tang is for the children. Wu-Tang is for the GD children. That's right. So today, we're not going to teach you about necessarily the history of the Wu-Tang yeah. Clan, how they all came to be. Yeah. Because we'll probably start to sound like phonies over time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an – I'm a fan. I am no expert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have read a book and you have read a book called The, the Tao of Wu. That's right. The I believe it's by Ariza. I believe it is. It's very philosophical. Yes. But within it, it teaches you kind of all you need to know about his perspective of how he created the Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. And why he created I the Wu-Tang really Clan. I can really stand to reread that. Yeah. i got to crack that open again. Super fun read. Wow, Riz- <clears throat> and the book has a chrome Wu-Tang logo so cool. on the cover. So nice. The Wu-Tang logo is like one of the cherished things to draw when you are in middle and high school. Truly? When we were in, when I was in high school, I'll speak for myself, my textbooks were all just misattempts yes. at trying to draw the Wu-Tang right logo. Right up there with the Syracuse 3DS. That's right. Right up there That's with right. the S. And maybe <laughs> Bart Simpson, start with the eyes, grow out the head with the spiky hair. Same with the Teenage Mutant Ninja yes. Turtles, start with the band, then grow out the head. That Wu-W, just right. like the cur- it almost looks like a bird. It almost looks sort of bir- bird-like. Right. It's got a real kinetic animalistic quality to it. And in the Tao of Wu, sure. the book written by the RZA, it has a chrome one on the cover. It's really so nice. you feel really you good. You feel really good about it. But we're not going to talk about the history no, of No, we're not going to. We're going to talk about its members. Each individual member, kind of. We're going to dive in a little bit to yeah. the members that comprise the Wu-Tang Clan. The Wu-Tang Clan... Wu-Tang Clan has had nine members in the group. Nine. And a lot of offset members as well. A lot of groups, that, a lot of members that kind of chime in, but yes. you're not exactly sure. Have you been bestowed That's an right. official Wu-Tang label? That's right. Right. So we'll get to all of those over time. Yes. Um, but this is the first act yes. of the No Joke Podcast. And before we get into them, Adam, yes. real quick, you mentioned it before. Yes. Their impact on you. I can just say that they, I, I'm sure that I've talked about this on the podcast previously, but I have vivid, vivid, vivid memories I mean, growing up in upstate New York, I was into Tupac, I was into Biggie, of course, and right. Nas, and like Wu-Tang was on the periphery of my sort of consciousness until I went to one summer basketball camp, right. one year, okay. and I don't know when this is, when did 36 Chambers come out? 93? So I'm probably like fifth, grade, fifth sixth grade, right. it's that summer, and 30, Enter the 36 Chambers was the only album anyone at summer basketball camp was playing, and it was playing 24-7. Right. Multiple bunks would blast it, like, almost like they would, like, coordinate it to, like, be in stereo. So, like, right. the middle of the campus would be, like, blaring with Wu-Tang. Right. And it was just, you know, I was, from that moment on, I was ensnared. Yep. I was just like, well, this is, I love this now. Their beats were unlike any other, like, we could talk about their numbers yeah. and how it was 
was rare. It was actually the first, one of the first, where nine members were in a group where they would just be dovetailing off of one another, and it really felt like they're coming from all angles. Truly, and yes. Right. Like, they were surrounded. They, it feels like you're surrounded. Right. Like if, in a ninja movie or something, yes. where it's like you look up, and there's just people popping up over all of the kind of, like, hills. You're That's like, right. oh, my God, they're everywhere. That's right. Right. So and, they had that, but the beats, oh. the beats were so different they weren't coming from drum machines per se they had drum machines of course but they were chopping and sampling karate flick sounds old weird like uh bruce lee movies they really lean into this like shaolin ninjas of shaolin right that's a big part of their mythos and their sort of the mythology of the right yes is that it's derived from like eastern samurai culture that's right yeah (laughs) so let's start at the top yes the boss the one boss i say we get to him see if we have enough time to get any other members if not we'll start with the boss and then go through the eight other members afterwards absolutely so adam we both know it. Who is the boss, founder, and CEO of the Wu-Tang Clan? Robert Fitzgerald Diggs, a.k.a. RZA. A.k.a. Bobby Digital? Bobby Digital. Okay, RZA. RZA. So yes. what's his name again? His name is Robert Fitzgerald okay. Diggs. Bobby Diggs, one might say. Yep. Bobby Digital. <laughs> That's what he would do? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, RZA is my initial sort of first Malcolm Gladwellian impressions. He's he's tall. He's kind of lank. He's got like a funny kind of lanky body mm-hmm. type. Mm-hmm. He's got like a very kind of calm energy. He speaks – his speaking voice is very fast, mm-hmm. sort of slurs his like – Vow like consonants a little bit, mm-hmm. speaks very fast and informal, mm-hmm. and is a musical architectural genius. Right. Every group of friends <clears throat> wants a RZA. Yes. Every group of friends wants a RZA, and here's why. Yes. He's the guy who has a plan. Yes. Everyone can kind of, like, when asked to do something, they can do it. Yes. I need you to rap here. I need you to sound like this. We need you in this city at this time. Yes. All of us can be like, okay, I can do that. Yes. But not all of us can lead, a, like, have a vision. Yes. A 15-year plan of... I have these friends in Brooklyn. I have these friends in Staten Island. They all are individually talented, and I can put them all together, and we will actually all improve. This was his whole plan. This is the RZA's plan. Get everyone together. We're going to put out an album that's going to change the world. Then I'm going to game the system where I'm going to produce all of their single albums, and now we're all going to get paid tenfold. And he did it. And he pulled it off. That's happened. That's happened. Like, And every group of friends needs that friend who is like, listen, I can game plan for us. I have a vision of all of us who are like dealing drugs on the streets right now. This is how we're all going to get out of it. And you need me to make the beats and have the vision. If you buy into my plan, all ships rise. So from a personality management point of view, right? unprecedented, especially in hip-hop, right. the idea of like, okay, like we're going to be a group of nine that sticks together for 20 years. Not easy. Unprecedented, hasn't been done before or since. Right. So like just from a personality ego management, we've talked a lot about how like coaching expert, like similar to like st- what Steve Kerr's role is with the Warriors. So it's like you have these geniuses at your disposal. It's about managing their egos, managing their personalities. That's certainly what RZA does. But right. then from a musical DNA standpoint, and Correct. you can speak to this probably better than me. It was coming out of the sort of like, I mean, Bad Boy wasn't quite a thing yet, right? I mean, like Puff mm-hmm. and like Biggie were doing their thing, but yeah. there's something that sounds distinctly grittier, rawer, atonal. Right. Riz's beats are very stripped down yeah. and sound kind of industrial and not catchy. Right. Like not catchy. Not pop songs. Not pop songs. Not pop songs. And like ver- like a lot of songs with no chorus is just like verse, verse, nine, verses, that's the song. Rap. 
and like yeah. just for good old that's, fashioned rap. That's what it is. And now is his plan. Yes. So we'll just read a little bit on him. Yes. Just to get a little official text out. Great. About where he's where he came from and where he's going, Great. what he's done, and then we'll move on to our first act break. Beautiful. Cool. So the RZA. I'm just gonna quick read. Great. He produced the entirety of Enter the Wu Tang and the majority of the tracks on subsequent Wu Tang albums. He has also produced many of the group's solo efforts, things we've discussed. Yes. Considered a producing pioneer, yes. his popularity has transcended hip-hop. Yes. Thanks to Jim Jarmusch giving him his break That's with Ghost right. Dog, The Way of the Samurai. That's right. Badass movie. So badass. Forrest Whitaker kills it. Badass movie. Truly. Watch Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. Yes. He has gone on to score several Hollywood films, yep. including the first installment of Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. I remember this one. The, <laughs> that sound. <laughs> Rizzo. The Protector, Ridley Scott's American Gangster. Yes. So, needless to say, the RZA had a plan. Yes. He did it with the Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. And then he transcended his career. Two other quick notes about RZA. He was also the mastermind. He has this plan. I read an interview with him recently. He wants, this is for the future. He's always thinking, wheels are always turning. Right. He does have this huge theatrical, and he, I believe he's directed feature movies since then. The okay. Man with the Iron Mask or Fist oh, or yeah, whatever. Oh, like, Iron Fist. He's a full-on feature movie director now. Sure. But he has this grandiose plan for a Wu-Tang Live Vegas show that he wants to do. That's like, I mean, like, who knows if this will ever happen. Right. But but like samurai, eastern vibe, sure. huge concert, theatrical. I wouldn't put it past him. We all retire wouldn't in Vegas. Put it past him. Every entertainer retires, retires in, Vegas. in Vegas. And just one last little tidbit reading out his Wikipedia page. His name is Bobby, like we said, Robert, named after Robert Kennedy. Wow. Named after who his mother was a big fan of. There so you go. named after Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy was one of the good ones. That's right. Right. RZA. Cool. So good. So do we play a RZA song? Do we play a Wu-Tang song? Or do we not play any of that because we're living so much we're in it already? inside the Wu-Tang Clan. So yeah. What, what do you think? What do we do? I mean, there's so much to love about those Kill Bill soundtracks. Mm-hmm. And there's so much. I can't. The uh, the Ghost Dog soundtrack doesn't pop to the front of my mind. I can't really pull anything up from that soundtrack. Okay. Um, but what do RZA had his own solo albums, of course. I guess so, yeah, Maybe. but is there something that jumps out to you? It doesn't have to. We don't have to be so stuck on RZA. Yeah, we don't. Do you have a favorite Wu-Tang song? Do you have a favorite uh, – you know, we're probably going to be talking about Method Man and Ghostface yes. and Raekwon in the second act. We can just as soon play one of their songs. Yes, well, I have to say one of my favorite – the two of my favorite Wu-Tang songs of Wu-Tang forever, not even 36 Chambers, Okay, uh, are that song Bells of War, which is maybe my one of my favorite. Okay. Again, these are like slower, moodier, sort of like whatever. Okay. And The City, which he samples the Stevie Wonder – The City. The, the song called The City. And okay. He samples the Stevie Wonder hook for the uh, for Little Hook. But that one has loud gunshots. Lot, there's like... <laughs> that's pretty intense. Yeah, it's about gritty living life growing up in the projects. That's okay. Okay, so that's the But city. is it nine minutes long? No, definitely not. Okay. It is not a Jackson Brown length epic. Your best guess, do you think it's five plus? No. Really? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you're living in the mid fours, early, low, low fours. All right, we're about to find out then. <laughs> okay. Are we going to play Wu-Tang Clan's The City? Let's do it. Gunshots? Let's do it. Don't be afraid. These gunshots are in your speakers, not outside not your car or home. Not real. Okay, stay safe out there. This is Wu-Tang Clan's The City. Treasure. But every measure lethally inject your whole sector. Wanted dead of a lie. 
rebel eye states cross a dead descent, leave a note, put bridge to trace, keep a war face, your place, conceal the baby lies on the north breaks, I still shine in shady times. Welcome back to the Nojo Podcast. Today we're talking about the Wu-Tang Clan. That was Wu-Tang's The City off Wu-Tang Forever. Correct. Love that song. Correct. Man. Just the sounds. The, those like sad violins, those sad broken sounding violins. Yeah. Not mad. What was that? What was that doo-wop song they sample? After the laughter comes tears or whatever? Yeah. I mean, after they, yeah. laughter. Yes. Come. Oh, that song's sad. It's so sad. Yeah. Much like Q-Tip and most after you get the idea that like RZA is like this musical encyclopedia. He just like knows, he just like has a full 100% mm-hmm. understanding of like music right. in a way that's like Beethoven-esque. Right. <laughs> it's just like he does feel like one of our geniuses yeah. these days. Unlike us. Unlike us, Adam, we're not geniuses, no. but we do try and promote something. We do. We try and give our opinions on Yes. Things. We try and do it on this podcast. That's right. And we try and do it on another podcast. That podcast is on Patreon. Yep. And what is that podcast called? It is called Q&A with B&A, and it is as simple as it sounds. We answer any questions you may have. If you have any question for us regarding or pertaining to anything, please submit it to uh, nojokepod at gmail.com. Correct. Or tweet at us at nojokepod. Any question regarding anything, we will give you our earnest, honest answer. We find that a lot of the listeners don't have supportive communities in their lives. Yeah. Whether their parents aren't uh, interested in what they're pursuing yeah. or whatever, let us be those people. We are. We're interested. We will answer your questions. Yes. If you'd like to know how we got to the place we're at, we would love to tell you how. Yes. So once again, nojokepod at gmail.com. Yes. Tweet at us at nojokepod. Give us a question. Yes. We will give you an answer. Yes. Q&A with B&A. Yes. Patreon.com slash no joke pod. Please do it. N o j o k e p o d. Riza, if you have a question that you are, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Moving right along, we yes. could jump right back to the Wu Tang Clan. Yes. Adam, we have just a few more people we need to. A few news thank. and notes. Just a few news yes. and notes. Yes. Um, real quick. One thing we learned about uh, two weeks ago, we talked about catchpas. I don't know how to pronounce it. Catchpa? I think it's captcha. Like it's capturing. Oh, yeah, captcha. Your, I think it's captcha. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. 
So we tried to figure out how captures work, and, yeah. we, and we mentioned that it seems like they've come full circle, and now they just ask us, are you are a robot Are you a robot? Again? Y or N? So we had a friend, someone we've never met before, but a good friend of the podcast, yes. email us, who's a software engineer, and explain something. This was a real mind blower. We thought you might, you, we thought you guys might take interest in this, yes. so we're going to share it with you as well. I found this really interesting. You think that we're back to, I'm not a robot, click this box. Right. You think that clicking the box, they're like, oh, he's not a robot. Yes. He clicked the box. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, little freaking secret. This is how it actually works. They don't care about your click. It's not the click. They don't care about your click no more. That isn't how they tell if it's a robot or not. The computer and the internet is figuring out if it's a human swipe when your mouse brings the cursor to the box. It's watching the traveling path. The path. The, the path click. and speed of the cursor to the click. It's not the click itself. It's the path to the click that R- lets it know if you're a human or a robot. So whether or, not, wow. whether or not you miss the box on your first three clicks, it doesn't matter. They only care about the path. And this is a good note for performers. Once you walk on the stage, you're being judged. Beautiful. Once Beautiful. You walk- <laughs> You need to be on and aware that you are always being judged. That's so, so funny. Bring your A game wherever you go. That's hilarious. But when it comes to captures, yep. they're watching you from the second you slide your cursor to the box. In fact, that's the only thing they're watching for because a robot wouldn't drag. It would just automatically somehow already be on the box check. Boom. But if you're a human, flawed human animal with, with eyes and ears and a hand, Correct. you're dragging that thing. Correct. It's so all about shout out to our listener, Liam, Great for tidbit. reaching out, telling us on No Joke Pod, hey, you want to know about CAPTCHA? This CAPTCHA? is how CAPTCHA works. This is how CAPTCHA captures you. Right. Brilliant. Let's figure out how RZA captured the members of yes. the Wu-Tang Clan. Great transition. Yep. <laughs> so, number two in the order. Yes. Let's call it the hierarchy of the Wu-Tang yes. Clan. It's not RZA, it's... JZA. Right. It's JZA. One letter to the side. Yes. Adam. Would you like to read a little bit about Jizza, or would you like to speak from your heart? Uh, well, I know I don't know a ton about Jizza, and I think that's because, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, he seems like a bit of a private person. Private like he person, seems, he's a genius. He he of the group is the genius. That's right. I, now, what? Now, why is that? Or, or like, well, first of all, yeah, his nickname is, is the genius. The genius, right, Jizza, and that was uh, that was a slip by me. I didn't even remember that. Yes, he's a genius because he's a chess master. He uh, he is interested. He's a science master. He's a deep. Thinker. Yeah. If you listen to his album Liquid Swords, yep. which for a lot of people's money is it's not a pop album, yep. but it's arguably the best rap album to come out of the members of the Wu Tang Clan. Arguably, there's some bangers. Yep, Liquid Swords, ninety five. He's a genius. Yes. And his sometimes his verses, you're like, what the hell is he talking yeah. about? He's rapping about Osiris? Yeah. And like 93 million miles away from Kate. What's like, wait, what the hell is yes. he talking about? Yes. He's a genius. He is. He's also, I believe, the Riz's cousin. Is Are they cousins? So read. Wouldn't know. Read the paragraph. Okay. Uh, about just this sort of intro Give paragraph? us the cold facts of the jizza. Gary Grice is his name. Gary Grice. G-R-I-C-E. Gary Grice. Taking Better the edge name. off of these names. Better known by the state James Jizza and The Genius. Correct. Rapper and Songwriter, founding member of the Wu Tang Clan, mm-hmm. uh, he's appeared on many of his fellow Clan member solo projects, including and then finally Liquid Swords, nineteen ninety five. Right. Um, he's considered to be one of the best MCs ever, armed with sharp metaphors and a smooth flow. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very complimentary voice in the group. Yes. Every member of the group has a really dynamic voice, and his is dropped in. Yes. Where it's like Ghostface and Raekwon go fast and hard, yes. and Method Man's is super gravelly. His is dropped in, and it just feels like he is speaking truth. Yes. Cousins. Formed a three-man group with his cousins, Robert Diggs, a.k.a. RZA, and Russell Jones, a.k.a. ODB. Got it. So they're all cousins. Yep. So they're all cousins. Interesting little tidbit here. It said that a lot of his influence, of course, was from hip-hop, breakdance, graffiti, DJing. He was into that in the 70s. Also interested in Mother Goose nursery rhymes. Interesting. So you can sort of see that, that, like, he was sort of, again, like, these 
people whose brains just absorb all these disparate right. cultural influences and, bring and it synthesize it and make it this unique, bizarre genius thing. Right. Few yeah. rappers are crediting chess, kung fu, and nursery, nursery rhymes. Nursery rhymes. That's yeah. the jizza. Exactly. Moving right along. Yes. O-D-B-R-I-P. Oh. Rest in peace. His name? Russell Tyrone Jones. The one and only. Old Dirty Bastard. Yes. Before we get into who Old Dirty Bastard was, that name. Old Dirty. <laughs> that name, y'all. It's become vernacular, so it's like we don't even think about what those words O-D-B. mean. Old oh, Dirty <laughs> Bastard. Bastard. Dirty. Yeah. yeah. Just like Old Dirty Bastard. the grime. He, he changed his name. Yeah. He changed his name at the end of his career. Do you remember what he changed it to? No. Adam? Big Baby Jesus. <laughs> You don't remember Big Baby Jesus, Adam? I don't no. Why did he change it? Why? Big Baby Jesus. Why did he change his name? Snoop Dogg changed it to Snoop Lion. Snoop we all Lion. just get tired of Why? stuff. Why? Old dirty. I'll bastard. try this. And ODB, to my, I would say, like to the layman's point of view, was the sort of the cl- the clown of, uh, of the group. Is that yeah. easy to say? Well, yeah. I mean, he was clowning himself a lot. Like, yeah, he would be yes. playful and stuff, but yes. he was also the most drugged out, yeah. alcoholic, like trending down, can't survive this life. Yeah, died of a drug overdose two days shy of his 36th birthday yeah that's a bummer i mean it's like and so when you say like the clown yes i mean he he, when he was on a song he was clowning around like even with mariah carey is new york in the house is brooklyn in i mean old dirty bastard was beloved yes but he was trending down and he was always a tragic figure yeah it's almost like his name he likes the name set him on the course of like it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy that like he chose it and he ended up being kind of an old dirty bastard yep yeah (laughs) yep yep um arguably the most eccentric and erratic member of the group yes his wild behavior drew significant media and often police attention yes he was known for his offbeat rhymes, charismatic ululations, okay. slightly garbled style, yes. and unpredictable vocal inflections. Yes. Again, all qualities of an alcoholic and drug addict. Yeah, yeah, definitely an addict. ODB was... was among the most popular members of the Wu-Tang Clan. For I sure. I tend to agree. Yes. With high sales and guest spots with industry giants like Mariah Carey. He crossed over and hopped around to pop in a way that maybe the others didn't. Well, Method Man obviously did. But, like, yeah, he was, like, a no- not novelty. He was a great rapper, everything. But he was, like, the club. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Here's another funny little tidbit is that uh, when he was profiled for an MTV biography, he took two of his seven children in a limousine yep. to the welfare office mm. to cash a $375 welfare check and receive food stamps. But the fact that he took his limo yeah. to the welfare office. Confused. Confused. He, <laughs> went, he was the one who went up onto the stage during uh, the MTV Awards and interrupted somebody who was getting a trophy. Oh, he was really? wearing a giant red robe. And you know what he said? No. Wu-Tang is for the kids. The kids. Yeah, Wu-Tang is for the kids. Iconic. Yeah. Can't stop ODB. He, was he could only stop fairly himself. Fairly iconic. One of my favorite pieces of graffiti in New York City is it was a solo album that was just his driver's license. Yeah, uh, the Brooklyn Zoo. The Brooklyn Zoo. Right. Yeah, but one of my – I think it's a Williamsburg, maybe, or somewhere, but there is a pretty iconic just or maybe bedside, there's a pretty iconic sort of painting of huge wall size painting of ODB's right. driver's license that lives in New York. Yeah, that picture on that driver's license is pretty iconic. Really good. Speaking of iconic, maybe the most famous member of the Wu-Tang Clan. I would say definitely. Definitely. I, just you, just like famous. Has transcended pop culture yeah. more than others. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Adam, who are we talking about? Clifford Smith, a.k.a. Method Man. M-E-T. H-O-D. Man. M-E-T. So he, yeah, Method like RZA has broken out and is now like an actor, a reality show host, right. a cultural personality, right? And has did aged he seem really like, well? Did he seem like the superstar coming out? Like, were you like when you listen to Thirty Six Chambers, you were like, they all are cool rappers, but there's one voice or one guy. Frankly, yes. And why do you think that is? 
Why was that? Well, maybe similar to like the Chevy Chase SNL because he got to say his name mm, kind of thing. Like that's he why, had the song. He had the song that's, that was like M E T H O. It was like yeah, and like that was on a Wu Tang album. He's awesome, right? He's like it seemed like they were lifting him up right. in a way that was like yeah, he gets his name. He gets the eponymous song. I would also his name. argue that Method Man had the most easy rhymes to understand. Yeah, his were the least coded. Yes, Raekwon Ghostface speak in a very specific way. Inspector yes. Deck, Jizza, you got to a certain extent. They all speaking like these like coded with obscure references correct and method man was pretty just straightforward like these songs will play on the radio yes right and like he's got that one of my all-time favorite songs isn't even a wu-tang song is that mary j Blige song yes you're all that i you're whatever yeah you're all that i need yes just Mm -hmm. the grit so method is so good he was just and to cal frankly was one of my favorite to albums just rap albums as well release yo delf like that song we're playing that (laughs) yeah we're not at the song break but we are a thousand yeah, playing like Releasio Delph. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I want yeah. this act to be overall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he can get there. But we'll keep talking about Method Man yeah. for a hot second. I'll yeah. read it. Please. He's the youngest member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Really? Plan. Is that true? That's interesting. That's kind of like Sophia in The Golden Girls. Yeah. You'd never think, but there she is. Appears the oldest. Got it. With the solo album T. Cal, his career went on to become one of the most successful in the group yes. while maintaining an underground rep. His career is highlighted by platinum sales of the Grammy song I'll Be There For You, which is a monster, I, All I Need To Get By, Best. with Mary J. Blige. Best. He's recognized by his distinct uh, grimy flow. He's yep. had a significant acting career. He was on The Wire. Seriously. He, he, was on, he was in the movie How High. Yep. He had a great duo, maybe continues to have a great duo, with Redman. With Redman. Oh, yeah, the two of them are great. They put out The Blackout, The yep. Blackout 2, yep. and so on. Yep. Method Man, arguably the, the face. Best. And yep. I got to take Rebill from Hempstead. Do you know from that? Hempstead like Long, I- not Staten Island, God. not the Bronx, Long Island. My town is Rockville Center. What's the town that touches it? Hempstead. Honestly, like, is Method Man one of Long Island's truly greatest, pr- like, uh, Method Man might be one of Long Island's great products. Sure. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Is that, I mean, like. I mean, Jim Brown is also from Hempstead. Yeah, yep, yep. But uh, Billy Joel. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad to claim him. Method Man. Bill's not mad to Method. claim him. So, look, we keep talking about him. Or we could just release our Delphs. I just want to release my Delphs. I need to hear that song. I haven't heard it in so <laughs> the long. The best. I don't know if you guys will be as excited about it, the but best. Billy and Adam are about to release themselves. Yes. When I first stepped on the scene, niggas was petrified. Jared back to the lab like they were being chased by homicide. My rap flow does you right to Cal And it will never steer you wrong And all you bitch-ass niggas in the industry Your careers won't be lasting
right there, fam. Understand if you frontin' on any man down with the clan, I'll be coming. For the heavies, you can't go for my brother. I'll bring it to the blow for the mother. Serial killer sounds from the gals. So stack my people's on you, put me where you at. Shit's getting deep in it. I mean, like thick. Niggas looking all in my face like they want dick. It's about to hit the fan, hit the blow. That's all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. What is it? Niggas think they pick up because they got their finger on the trigger of a biscuit. They don't know I'm wicked when I start to kick it. If they roll sand, watch it down with a biscuit. Then I got a snapple. Nigga want the truth, but he don't want the hassle. So we try to overthrow the castle. But they at the temple. I'm coming to your damn black damn. The rental, call the pistol. God, if you don't want to burn from the clock, then beware. I buck shots, we need what? The buck stop. Hell, no more dough will be made unless it's being made by who? What's that ribbon? Welcome back to No Joke. That was Method Man's Releasio Delph. Yes, yeah, so the album T-Cow. So good. Yep. And just for uh, full disclosure, well, during the break, Billy and I were essentially just listening to a little bit of many different Wu-Tang songs yeah. and just constantly having our socks, frankly, knocked off. I'm grumpy now. Yeah, like... I'm grumpy now. Look, folks, you know that we love to do this podcast. Yes. We've done 145 consecutive yes. and ones of them. You yes. know we like it. We love it. I'll tell you right now. I'd rather not be talking to you. <laughs> We've just... I'd rather be listening to these songs off of the variety of albums that the Wu-Tang Clan members have put out. Thank you. Full respect to you. Thank you. And your time. Always. We all have interests in life. Right now, I'd be preferring to listen to Supreme Clientele. Okay, only built for Cuban links. I'm... It would probably enrich all of our lives more if we were all just listening to the various members of the Wu-Tang Clan. But we don't have that right. right gotta now. stick to, gotta stay on task. We have a responsibility. Gotta stay on task. If Rizzo was our boss, he'd say, look, I know you guys want to go out and party, but right now you have about 13 more minutes of podcasting exactly. to do. Get to work. Okay. Or on your ride home, you can crank uh, the rest of Tikal if you want. Fine. So good. Moving right along with the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Let's do it. Who is it, Adam? Uh, I am talking about Corey Woods, a.k.a. Raekwon. Ah, the chef. Raekwon the chef. Raekwon the chef. I wonder what the chef... Do you, I, I generally don't know where the chef suffix came from. I wonder I, I where that came from. I think that it was like he brought the flavor. Oh, he brought the flavor. I'm not even joking. I think that I heard that somewhere. Cool. Where he brought the flavor to the group. Yes. I don't know if that's true. He's got amazing presence. Mm. He is like a... Re- he's like short. He's like stocky and round and barrel-chested. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a nice mean energy. He has a pit bull energy to him. Yes, And he exactly. raps like it. He yes. raps 
raps like he snaps. Yes. I wonder if he cooks for the gang. I wonder. He's I wonder the guy if he that's cooks like for the gang. making pasta for everybody. The chef. Yeah. Rick his, the chef. His rhyme style is fast. fast. It's loud. It snaps. He yes. is a perfect compliment to another member we haven't talked about yet, Ghostface, Ghostface. Killa. Yeah, but yeah. they have kind of partnered and they speak in like totally coded language. Yes, yes. You can rap along if you learn the words, but you, you probably don't, don't, know, don't the references. know. It's slang. Yes. I feel like they are truly some of the most masterful slang slang people yes. in the Wu-Tang Clan and in New York rap. It is like British rhyming slang where it's like third, it's like three or four degrees removed from its original meaning. It's indecipherable unless you know the language. And it almost feels more exciting yeah. that you don't know exactly what they're talking about, but you know it's probably yes. like a reference of something that happened in yes. the Bronx yes. at this time. And there's a world, there's like an alternate Wu-Tang universe and they have done it, like you said, alluded to a little bit, but there's a universe where like Raekwon and Ghostface are their own rap dude, like, oh, yeah. like their own thing. Oh, they'll tour yeah. just them. Yes. Right, right, yeah. right. Right, right, right. Incredible. Raekwon is so good. Nice little duo. It's not unlike you and I. Yes. Like kind of branching off That's and being right. like, listen, we'll always be in Harvard Sailing Team. Of course. But sometimes we just want to do our own thing on the side. AKA listen to Wu-Tang. That's right. <laughs> so tell us about him. Uh, so maybe something that I wouldn't know. Um. Okay. Or just read us that ice cold paragraph. Oh, here's the here's the ice cold, man. Yeah. Uh, Corey Woods, born Jan 12, 1970. 1970. So he's 48. That's a good thing just to check in with. Yeah. The members of the Wu-Tang Clan are approaching like 50. Middle-aged. Approaching 50. Yes. Okay. I don't even know if any of them have kids, if it even matters. Safe bet like, they do. Safe bet they do. Yep. Uh, we just learned that ODB went to the welfare office with his seven children. So you do know that. He does. Okay. Um, okay, so he I was obviously in the Wu-Tang, and then he released Only Built for Cuban Links in 1995. An enormous album, Huge. folks. If you were born past the 90s and you're like, why does everyone talk about 90s rap? Yes. Listen to Only Built for Cuban Links. Yes. A banger. Yes. A banger. And it's interesting as we sort of review this, it's interesting to re- sort of put the timeline on it. It's just like uh, 36 Chambers came out in 93, and very Almost fairly quickly thereafter, Rizzo was sort of parlaying everyone that success of that album into everyone's two years to Cal's ninety five. Right, this is ninety five. It's like that was the sort of sweet spot for the in the Tao of Wu. He talks about how. It was like the time and place where he could lock these nine dudes in the basement yeah. for months at a time. Yes. And they would just rap all day. And he, this was his plan. Yes. 36 Chambers is going to come out, and I'm going to have all the other albums waiting for you. Yes. Played it out smooth. Yes. Played it out smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, And he is also sort of a great, and I'm not reading this, but he's a great collaborator, too. I mean, he will also do guest verses. He w- had a great verse off Kanye, like track two off Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Raekwon is on that mm-hmm. song, and it's great. Right. And like, yeah. it's great because Raekwon. Yeah, Rizzo makes an appearance on that too. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But Raekwon's, he's the shit. Okay. He's amazing. Raekwon's partner in crime. You can confuse them easily. Their voices sound similar at times, yes. though not exactly the same. Yes. The man with maybe the greatest name in the Wu-Tang Clan, and that includes Old Dirty Bastard. I think so. Ghostface. Great start. Killer. A-H. A-H. Not killer. Killer. <laughs> A-H. Ghostface. Ghostface killer. Born Dennis Coles. Dennis. Dennis is... <laughs> Dennis. God. The Venice. Cool names really yeah. take you to the next level. Yes. Born Dennis Coles, 1970. Also yes. 48 years old. Yes. He has a very distinctive, abstract, energetic, and emotional style of rapping and is yep. arguably the most consistent member of the group. That's interesting. I consistent. would agree. Consistent. Yeah. You I, know what you're always getting from him. And to that also, to me, it's like he's never method. He's never tried to method man out into TV. He is a rapper. Correct. He's a rapper. Correct. That's it. Very he's good call. He's not trying to parlay that Wu-Tang fame into a crazy reality show. He raps. Very good call. That's what he does. And if you're born after like 2005 and you're not exactly familiar with who Ghostface Killer is or what he sounds like, 
Action Bronson. Oh, Action, yes. close your eyes and you're not sure who it is. And they've beefed. Well, that was like a conflict, wasn't they've it? They've beefed. But over like, you sound like me. And there's some great videos <laughs> yeah, of them kind of talking shit to one another <laughs> yes. on YouTube. Yes. And Ghost's face video is like, <laughs> not, it's like kind of sp- scary. Yeah, like he's in like a, like a not nice room. Yeah. There's like dirty bottles and he's pissed. The photo's like at a low angle. It's like great. Yeah. He's drunk. And it's, yeah. and it's good. <laughs> it's really good. And we're team Ghost face in that. Always. He had a large role in Raekwon's Only Built for Cuban Links. Again, after this episode, go on Spotify start with that album. Please do. And later released his uh, debut album, Iron Man. Yep. Folks. Really good one. Folks. So he is obviously like a hard, fast rapper. He has some soft songs on this. Yeah. He has some hard songs on yes. this. This runs the gamut. Yeah, it's nice and textured. This is one of the albums that raised Bill. Yeah. This ra- This is one of those albums that raised Bill. Iron Man. Hard. Yes. Would listen to Iron Man. Yes. Me and Corvetti would just like, that was it. Yes. We had Iron Man and we listened to yes. it. And that was it. Yes. Um, and then Supreme Clientele came around in 2000, and, th- and then his album after that was one that I have vivid memories of you introducing me to in New York, Fish Scale, in 2006. Yeah, it that was awesome. And when they say he's the most consistent awesome. member, I think they're probably speaking not just to the voice and to the songs, but to his presence on his albums. Quality. If Ghostface Killer puts out an album, it's truly worth listening truly. to. Truly. Right. Few, rapper- few rappers have that cachet where it's like, you should listen to tracks 1 through 16. Ghostface on his solo albums is one of those. Rappers. He's incredible. He's one of the better MCs of all time. And so now I would argue that we have touched upon the like most known members. Yes, the and Mount maybe Rushmore's I'm wrong. Of the Wu-Tang. And maybe I'm wrong because that's unfair. Yes. Because there's members in this group that are members just like the rest. Yes. One of which is Inspector Deck. Inspector Deck. Here's something to know about Inspector Deck. Yes. Low key, maybe the best rapper in the crew. Do you think so? You just think that like subtly he's the best one. And they've said it too. Really? I believe he might have the first verse in Triumph. Oh. He might. Okay. And if he does, there's a great story in The Tao of Wu. Yes. Again, a book that you can buy written by the RZA. Yes. In which before anyone uh, gave their verse to Triumph, RZA had the beat. Yes. Uh, everybody went to go get food or something, and yes. I believe it was Inspector Deck was still there. Yes. And he was like, yo, just hit record. I'm going to drop a verse. And he dropped his verse, and Rizzo was like, God damn. Really? That's starting. That's kicking the song off. Everyone gets back, listens to that verse, tears up their verse, and says, I got to step Started up. Started sort of amazing. And that's pretty badass. Amazing. So, Adam, teach us about Inspector Deck. Well, here's a direct quote from Method Man about Inspector Deck. Yep. And I quote Inspector Deck He's like that dude that'll sit back and watch you play yourself and all that, right? And see you sit there and know you're lying, and he'll take you to court after that because he's the inspector. Got it. <laughs> got it. Because he's the inspector. You need one of each of these friends in your friend. Yes, exactly. You need the person with the vision and the leadership. You need the person who's quietly going to protect you and not let this shit fly. He's the inspector. And then you also need a friend who can cook, a.k.a. the chef. Exactly. Um, so his real name is Jason Hunter. Jason. Also 1970. We've yeah. got Dennis. We've He's got Jason. Dennis We've got Jason. Corey. <laughs> Clifford. Yes. Russell. Yes. Gary. It says that he developed a laid-back and quiet personality, which he carried into his stage persona as a low-key counterbalance to the antics of meth. ODB yeah. RZA. Wow. That's Quiet bold. counterbalance. That's, you know who does that? People who inspect what's going on. The inspector. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. And like you said, I think he has that first verse on uh, on Triumph. And right. And he's just kind of the best. He is also a successful producer. Yes. Providing beats for many artists, oh, wow. both in and out of the Wu-Tang family. Great. I did not know that. Such as Ghostface Killer, Method Man, My Man, Big Pun. Wow. Prodigy of Mob Deep. Yes. 
Yes. And others. Yes. Shout out Inspect the Deck. Inspect the Deck. Again, it's just like... Multiple revenue streams. Yeah. And it's like while Raekwon and Ghostface and Method Man are taking up the sort of like public, you know, the kind of like... They're, they embrace the spotlight. They right. like stepped into the forefront of the Wu-Tang Clan. Right. You do need, like you said, you do need guys like Inspector who just lay back. Sit back. Role players, Inspect. dog. Role <laughs> player, dog. Yes. The last two members, Adam. Yes. The la- oh, I'm sorry. Let's call it three. Three. Because I'm not sure exactly how this all shakes out if they are all definitely uh, in the group officially, if they got the chain. Yes. We've got You God. You God's there. We've got Master Killer. Yes. And we've got Capadon. Capadon is the last one there. Right. Yes. So let's just walk through those three. Great. As a a collective, Adam, did you ever feel like... I don't know these guys. I hear yeah. their names. Yes. I can like list off the members, but like, did you ever know anything about any of those? Not three? at all. I Not wonder all. why that is. Yeah, I think that like it's a good question. It's like with a collective so big and sprawling, and especially as a teen, it was like method. I was just drawn like a moth to a flame. Right. I was just drawn to Method Man. He right. was just like the brightest, shiniest toy. Right. And I was like, well, you. I knew that Rizzo was like the architect, that like the Phil Jackson of it. I was like, wow, that's amazing. True. And I could my brain could only sort of parse through so much woot like. Like, right. through so much that's that true. people like you got and Capadonna and, frankly, Inspect the Deck to me got sort of lost in the shuffle. You are not alone. Yeah. That's kind of their reputation. Yeah. It's like the type of thing where we could probably wrap their verses more than tell you about Yes, those exactly. Men. Yes. Um, Adam, that is a Wu-Tang episode. I mean, do you? is there anything you'd like to tell me about those three people? No, because no, you're kind no, of reading nothing, through it. Nothing specific. It's just... I'm just fascinated. Like, <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this. One thing we didn't talk about to in any extent... Yes. Is their first names. Yes. It really, it's like, listen, when you say that it's RZA, Jizza, Method Man, Raekwon, The Chef, Ghostface Killer, ODB, Capadonna, You God, Mastica, you're like, this is an army of ninjas. Yes, exactly. And they're going to rap us to yes. death. But then... Bobby, Dennis, Corey, Jason. I'm going to go through the real list, <laughs> Yes, please. It's Robert. Yep. It's Gary. Yep. It's Russell. It's Clifford. Clifford. It's Corey. It's Dennis. Yep. It's Jason. <laughs> Jason. It's Lamont. It's Elgin, and it's (laughs) Daryl. That's the Wu-Tang Clan. That's the clan. And that's the clan. Yeah, that's the clan. A group of men who started out at 17, decided to listen to their friend and cousin Rizza, and just see if this is going to be their cash cow. And it speaks to the success of the mythology that Rizza and the rest of the clan, but Rizza has built for them that we barely need to know their names, don't know their names. We have been fans for years. We barely know their names. Right. And it's like that speaks to how strong the mythology is. It Great is, mythology. Oh, my God. So course reading. Read the Tao of Wu the by the Rizza. That's a treat. Yes. Try and listen to solo albums from these guys. Listen yes. to your Spotify. It'll tell you yes. which songs you should be hearing. Absolutely. But above all, Wu-Tang is for the kids. And to the 36 Chambers. And so is the No Joke Podcast. Absolutely. Good one, Bill. For the No Joke Podcast. Yes. I am Billy. I'm Adam. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast.